There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, it is Tuesday, 4 o'clock. We're hanging out with Lori and our special guest host, Stephanie Marsh, from the Weekly Dish. Thank you so Thank much you, for coming Anytime, in. anytime. You know, we were talking about Inside the Critics' uh, Choice Awards and just like... Uh, it really, Roger Friedman from Showbiz 411, he was there and he said it was like really a good vibe. Celebrities were having fun. Like people were nervous at the Globes. Yeah. It's a smaller room. Yeah. You, they, they, people are really, should we be at this thing? G- Gerard, Gerard Carmichael. Oh yeah. You know, I don't know. Chelsea was a really good host. And yeah. I think, you know, he had to call out the Golden he- Globes. So there was all that, yeah. plus the gossip of uh-huh. the fact that Lisa Marie Presley, with Elvis's Jerry Schilling, he's 80, her mom, they're there to support the movie Elvis, Austin Butler. So all a lot of those people that were there on Saturday night were there on Tuesday night. So there were a lot of conversations happening. I guess Austin Butler and Boz Lerman and Catherine Martin did not walk the red carpet and got their right when it started they didn't want to take any questions it's all so fresh right right no that's true so but he did get the most selfie requests followed by jennifer coolidge (laughs) she was she's amazing okay tanya forever other famous people people (laughs) want a photo uh, uh with them and i guess the the most fun table was the everything everywhere all at once oh i JLC, just a moment for JLC. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is amazing and like one of the coolest people. Yeah, and she was, you know, got COVID at the Globe. So. Oh, dang it. But anyway, so, you know, I just thought, God, to be a fly in the wall and everyone, you know, talking to each other because yeah. this was a bigger room. And, um, you know, and I thought about, the, you know, I don't know how much mingling Lisa Marie Presley did on Tuesday night, but I think that she like knew... Because she was born in the limelight, like sure. she's a, she's like in more ways more famous than the fam- most famous aid lister. Yeah, as far as it's, being yeah. known her whole life and born we- into fame and like and also not like at, sort of in and out of it as far as like what she has done for the fame. Right, like right. she's fame adjacent and then had her own moments. Yes, and-, and then you know the whole Scientology thing and then leaving Scientology and then you know she has this tragic. Do we know how she died? Arrest. Well, oh. they did a they they did a toxicology okay. report, but right now it's cardiac arrest. You know, she'd arrested at home. Who knows how long she was laying there? CPR, you know, yeah. and then okay. cardiac arrest again, and then they were like brain dead, you know, and yeah. then they signed a DNR, yep. or whatever you call it. So 
So um, she, when she was at Graceland last, a week ago Sunday on January 8th, Elvis's what would have been his 88th birthday, she did an interview um, and with people, and she was, you know, the meditation garden, which is where Elvis buried it, and she said, you know, um, the reporter from people, they she just sat next to Ben's grave, and she said, well, one day I'll be there, right next to him. And and whoever she was talking to that gave this interview to people said, I said, not for a long time. And she said, no, I have a lot to do still. Oh, oh. darn it, darn it. And I don't like that. And, um, you know, her son died by suicide in 2020 after reportedly suffering from drug and alcohol abuse. He was raised a Scientologist. I'm sure Lisa felt guilty about that. Yeah. You know, because everything is your yeah. on you. You're treated like an adult by the time you're sick. I mean, it's yeah, just it's such a, a bizarre thing. And Elvis so himself was recruited for Scientology. Was he really? He yes. And he said about it <laughs> at the end of it, he's like, Oh, so you just want money yeah. to be in your religion. He so it would have Love it's it. just this so ironic that Travolta <laughs> introduces Priscilla to Scientology as she's Starting her acting career, which is one of the things that Scientology the recruiting. Well, got the oh god, know. yeah. So um, anyway, a public memorial for Lisa Marie is going to be held on Sunday on the front lawn at Graceland, and uh, they want people to make donations to all of us Presley Charitable Foundation. They don't really, they know people will bring flowers, but yeah. they're just asking and. Um, the last Instagram that Lisa Marie posted in August about a month after the second anniversary of her son's suicide was an essay on grief. Oh. One of the most profound mm-hmm. things I've ever really? read about grief. It's If you had any doubts that she hadn't left Scientology, if you read what she writes on her Instagram, it's all language that would be voodoo and very oppositional to Scientology. Okay, good. Okay, good. But... Um, it was about because it was National Grief National Grief Awareness Day. Like, yep. I think we must have been out at the fair. But anyway, she said, you know, grief does not stop or go away in any sense. Grief is something you have to carry with you for the rest of your life, in spite of what certain people or our culture wants us to believe. You do not get over it. You do not move on. Period. And it was just like the most. Black and white, and you know, really, it really like, hit. Yeah, it really, really was was something. So, you know, it sounded like she'd been doing work because suicide, of course. So, uh, it's, you can't get your nope. head wrapped around it. No, nope. no. And she, the Graceland, the you know, the house and the Graceland that is in a trust. Yeah, I didn't that realize Lisa that. Marie got when yeah. she was twenty five, and then it's in a trust that passed on to her daughter. Her three daughters, and she right? had said it's in a irrevocable. What it will never change. It will always be in the family. In the hands. families. I love yeah. that. That's. I did not realize that it was still. It was still oh, yeah. privately she owned. You guys, Elvis oh, yeah. Presley Enterprises Prizes. for a hundred million dollars, and we were on the air, and Julie and I were. So upset because that didn't seem like enough money. It no. makes, it makes tw- her, Elvis no, still makes twenty seven to thirty million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah but she no. had sold. She but anyway, she got you know she was yeah. still in Scientology back then when she made this decision. But anyway, um, Mama's house they'll never sell it. Yeah, yeah, so, they can't. And she's the you know Entertainment Tonight and Extra and all the shows they all did like 
weekend specials on Lisa Marie because she's been in the entertainment news her whole damn life. Yeah. yeah. Marriages, relationships. Yeah. Her mom, her dad, you know, all these things. And, um, um, you know, one of the emotional high points um, that people see in the Elvis movies is Elvis, you know, finally bucking control, bucking away from Colonel Tom Parker <laughs> yeah. on the if the um, 68 special. Yeah. And Colonel Tom Parker wanted him to close with a Christmas mm-hmm. song. And they were that was in December of 1968. But in, you know, March of 68, you know, Martin Luther King mm-hmm. is assassinated. Yep. And Elvis wanted he was a big he was a huge fan of Martin Luther King. He wanted a song. And this is a song that um, Walter Earl Brown wrote. And he wrote it in a cadence that's similar to the I Have a Dream speech. And Elvis said, after he sang the song, he said, I will never record another song I don't believe in. And he refused flat out to the colonel about closing with a Christmas. He said, I am singing the song it means something to me, and apparently when he recorded it for real, like, cried. I have it right here if we want to hear it. Oh, okay. I have his version at the 68. This is the actual live version of him singing it. Okay. And then, wow. just quickly, Monaskin's version of it. I have this one, Which too. Which they played at the Eurovision contest, contest in 2022 and end up being... Boz Lorman picks this song to be in the Elvis movie soundtrack and at the end of the movie. And this is queued up to the exact same part. Such a great song. So, yeah, according to the history books, after Presley heard the demo, he said, I'm never going to sing another song I don't believe in. I'm never going to make another movie I don't believe in. Oh. And Colonel Tom Barker was like, that ain't an Elvis kind of a song. And Elvis just said, <laughs> I, I, you're, you got to give me a shot at that. And when he recorded yeah. it, he cried the whole oh. time. Well, you know, the Black South basically taught him all of his music Yeah, roots, and, 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 and Jerry Schilling said about the recording of uh, If I Can Dream, I consider Elvis to be a writer on this song because that was... That song was him expressing how he truly felt wow. about what had happened to her country. And yeah. Well, the pain of, I mean, like, yes, yeah. all of it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. that's a tough one. Anyway, Lisa Marie, we're so just sad. Grand, watch the movie again this week. I, I just, haven't, you guys, it's on my list. I haven't watched it yet. What? So now I got to, I know, but so I, then good. it was like all the things. And now finally I'm going to watch it this weekend. So good. All right. We'll be right back. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, random. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. That, was wow. We, that was our favorite wow. tweet after the Golden Globes last wow. week. What if there was a movie of Jennifer Coolidge and Owen Wilson, a.k.a. the Butterscotch yes. Challenge, just saying, wow. wow. I need to get a button of her just going, wow. Wow. For, Laura, for Julia, every time she brings just, yeah. wow. I loved her speech. I yeah. loved her speech. And she gave a good one at the Critics' Oh, Choice. I missed that one. Yeah, she said, it ain't over till you're dead. Till you're dead. <laughs> Oh, I oh, know. I love her. Yeah. Again, someone who, you know, someone who's having fun at a yes. show, not like Kate Blanchett. <laughs> no. Honestly. Sincerely. Yes. All right. What's happening? Okay. Uh, what are your random food thoughts? Well, you know everything. I know. I got to tell you, there's a couple things I want to tell you. I just put up a blog today about uh, 
So I know that sometimes I come on here and I talk about things and you're like, where's that? Yeah. What's this? I won't ask. No, but do you, you have heard of the Four Seasons opening. Oh, <laughs> love I it. Love that place. Do you love Mara? The restaurant in there? I, I have not eaten there, but okay. I've, you know, I have plans to. I think about it, not in the same way I think about pickleball. Right. I, this this one you'll happen. actually do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Mara has been open, obviously, a couple months. They are just launching a new private dining space. And it's kind of cool because I know. I'm getting shades of the menu. I know, I know. <laughs> and that's why I want you to know about this, because we did chat about this on yeah. the offside. Because the menu, of course, you know, has, well, we'll talk about that in a okay. second, but Truthfully, what it's really, really cool is that it's they carved it out of a storage closet. I'm not kidding you. When I looked at the initial plans and when I walked through that place, yeah. they had this this area and they're like, oh, this is storage. And they're yeah. like, maybe it'll be something someday. Maybe it won't. Right. So is it a party of six? It is a party of six. They opened, they created this storage closet and they created this space out of it that is really comforting and it's really lovely. It's You can How see pictures of it. How much does it cost you to eat in there? Well, so it's six, it's a six person table okay. and it's a family style Dining experience. Okay, so $165 per person, but it's three courses and there's lots of plates and it's all passing. There's like steak and there's a big like paella type meal. Yeah. It's a, and there's plenty, there's more food than you'd think. I think that if you ordered them separately, they'd be more than that. Right, probably, probably. And this is like a six person yeah, little place. Right, so, so it's over on MinneapolisStPaulMagazine.com. I just put a blog up just recently, a sneak peek of it. Yeah. They just launched it today. Fun. And it's, It'll be sold out. Well, but I mean, it's this is a thing that goes on and on and on. Oh, yeah. It's you're just right. private it's dining. Private, private dining room. Yeah. So okay. it's not an event. It's a every, I'm not quite sure like what days they're doing it, but it's really like. I would do this with two I other think, couple friends. Yes. Yeah. And this is exactly like or talking five about. girlfriends. Totally. Something like we that. We had five power women in and we did fun stuff yeah and we were sort of there for a preview like they were trying to they were kind of like testing it and stuff and i just thought i would if i'm doing a private dining experience a chef driven thing do they have the thing up on the rooftop at the four seasons they do the 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 cabins the little cute and the riva terrace yes they do reserve those you do you do yeah and they're that that's a little bit that's not a gavin Kaysen cooked meal that's from the hotel chef martin morelli and that's a little italian and, and I haven't had that one yet, but I have had the one in, in Mars. So oh, delicious. So we both watched the menu. Yes. And it's very Weird. much a send up of, of fine dining. But yeah. And, and did you like it? I loved it. Oh, you loved oh, it. Oh, I okay. loved it. I can't say I loved it. I know. And I thought it was a little bit foodie esque in the. There's definitely things in there that it's I was so like. so violent. <laughs> My gosh. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think <laughs> I there's. That. Like the characters, man. I mean, the idea that they were the investors. Bros who treat dining like a sport, and there's like the so there, it was good. You thought true satire, satire. Of all these people. It was a searing satire. Who will pay extreme amounts of money for food, and who people say have ruined fine dining. I related to Anya Taylor Joy. She yes. was my favorite. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. In the movie, and you're supposed to because she's supposed to she's, represent the servers of the world. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
Yep, and yeah. she does. And the only thing I wanted to eat was the cheeseburger he made her. I know, spoiler. The only thing. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, and this is the thing, is there was all this discussion, of course, in the food space and, and other spaces about, yeah. because Noma, which is known as the best, find, you know, the best restaurant in the is world. It on an island? It's in, the, it's in Copenhagen. Oh, okay. It's Rene Redzepi. That announced that it, it would be closing in 2024. And do they blame... The menu? No, but they but there's this this whole thing of like it's not sustainable, and then the world's press decided to write this article about you know all these articles about like well fine dining is dead, and it's like you know what you guys fine dining for me I don't believe fine dining is dead. I feel like that. What the hell is considered fine? But dining? this is the point yeah. exactly, and it has to evolve. Just like I mean, you know, people move and evolve, and tastes change. Dining is not one thing, nor no. has it ever been. We're right. not eating the same way they do in Downton no. Abbey, for yeah. God's sake. So I, I have to say, though, like I did appreciate the satire about like the breadless bread. Oh, plate. the breadless bread plate was everything. That was just yeah. so good. Uh-huh. And then you know, I, I thought. That's right. They're always trying to shove <laughs> bone marrow off as something delicious. It is delicious. Uh, but it was spoiler alert, I'm not going to tell you fully, but to me, the s'mores moment was piece of resistance. See, that went right over my oh, head. Oh, I loved it. It's okay. so perfect. <laughs> yeah, because I thought, wow, a fancy restaurant serving s'mores. Which so- is exactly the sun up. Oh, my God. It was great. Right. I loved it. Highly recommended on the food set. Okay. <laughs> Hey, everybody. It's uh, Lori here for First Equity Mortgage. David and the team. Stephanie, I'm sure you worked with David. Oh, I love David. He's also working with my family now, too. Like, all my kids are using him. I know. I mean, that is the thing, is that he knows what possible solutions there might be. You think... Really, you just got to find where, where, how much you qualify for and where you, you find that, but he'll find solutions yes, for you. Yes, 100%. 100%. So whether you're looking at refinancing, paying off credit card debt, being a first-time homeowner and getting qualified, and maybe you're like looking at, like you're looking at next summer, but he can walk you through the process. Any members of his team, they're so, so great to work with. And... Um, Remember, they're here, they're local, they know what's going on, they know with all the different uh, banking institutions. Go to my talk keyword, David, to send an email. Beyonce, you just have to make the year complete and tell us when you're coming to town. Right. Gosh. Taylor Swift, we got Janet Jackson, Jackson Madonna, Madonna, Pink. And now we Stevie need... Stevie Nicks is coming. All the ladies, joy. all the ladies. Okay, so... Um, one of the stories that I've quite enjoyed on this award season role that Jennifer Coolidge has been on since she won the Emmy for White Lotus is that um, she has consistently said, because she lives in New Orleans, and even though she's been acting, you know, she was like on Seinfeld, Stifler's mom, you know, um, uh, yeah, right. Legally Blonde, all First these things. She's her. been around Stifler's all the, you know, best in no. show but she oh, yes. credits Ariana Grande for putting her back in the eyes of people when she cast her to basically be the nail tech in Thank You Next. Oh, right. You know, from Legally from Blonde. From Legally Blonde. And so she's like, Ariana Grande, you know, is the one who just like, or people are like, oh, she's still around. Yeah. And getting the attention of people. So she's like, that was really, you know, and that was like whatever, four years ago. Wow. And um, so then Ariana Grande comes up last night. One of my 
favorite people to see in, on a couch is Kristen Chenoweth. I uh-huh. just get a kick out of her. Yep. There's something so bubbly. She is, and she's like just she's like, like she's like she a pocket is. friend. Like yeah. you want to like tuck her right in your pocket. And so <laughs> she, of course, Andy has to ask Kristen Chenoweth because Ariana Grande is going to play Glinda yes. in the Wicked films, the part that you know Chenoweth became did on mm-hmm. Broadway. Oh my goodness! The movies being split into two. I, is know, there enough for two? There's so much more than in the books and in in that we know about the characters. So yeah, uh-huh. I think there is. Wow. And I haven't read anything or anything, but I think you haven't. No, I think there is enough. And if you talk, do you talk to Ariana Grande about it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Wow. I mean, I just want she's gonna put her own stamp on it. I wanted her to not feel any. Because I'm so proud of her. You know? Yeah. I wanted yeah. her to do her Glinda. And that's what she's doing. Right. I'm proud right. of her. Have they started yet? Right. We can't say anything. <laughs> we don't know. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel about the Wicked movie? Okay. So I love that. I love that. And, you know, I, I can't remember when Kristen Chenoweth's her memoir that she wrote. It might have come out last spring. Of 2022 or something. And that's when the story got a little bit of traction. Um, where, how, do you, did you watch The Good Wife? No. Okay. That but was, I know what it is. I mean, I know, right? Show, Juliana Margulies. Yeah. Yes. And it was on CBS. Right. And, Lawyer Josh, whatever. His yeah, is. yeah, yeah. And she had um, a reoccurring role on that show. And she was injured on the set of it. So Andy asked her about it, and he knows about it from having read her book. Oh, sorry. I'm just looking up the book here. It looks like there's something coming out on January 17th. Okay, maybe it's upcoming. I think it's that's upcoming. That's how he knows. Yep, yep. Here we go. And this is now about the book. You talk about your... You you were very badly injured on the set of The Good Wife. Uh, and I wonder, did you, did you hear from anyone at CBS since sharing this in the book? No. I was amazing. I told you this. I was kind of amazed that you didn't Take action. try to get some <laughs> I was, cash from them. I did it. I didn't do it out of fear and anxiety. So don't ever let fear mm. rule your life. Wow. And you regret it. You do? I have longstanding injuries from that. So I wished I had listened to my dad. He said, you're going to want to do this. And we're right. not the suing family, but... When you're practically killed. You what know, was the accident again? Um, you know, lighting lighting equipment yes. like this. Yeah. One, we were outside um, on the corner in in by the water on a, a 7-Eleven because I was going to get a Slurpee that day. It was free Slurpee day. <laughs> and um, I, big, I heard like a flagpole sound. I literally heard, we're losing the light. And I heard action. And I woke up at Bellevue. And no. it hit me in the face. And it threw me into a curb. Um, Seven-inch skull fracture, um, cracks, hairline cracks, and teeth and ribs. Yeah. Wow. And but the hair, my ex- hair extensions, you know, saved my. It made the, the the hairline fracture go together. So my doctor said, "Do you? What are these metal things?" I said, "They're hair extensions." <laughs> and he said, "They've saved your life." So anybody who wants to get hair extensions get should. For your- <laughs> But yeah, she didn't sue CBS and Robert and Michelle King, you know, the people on the show. And she was seriously injured. And of course, we'll have. But, you know, she was advised by her people not to. And her dad, she's like, because they're like my dad. Yeah, I'm sure they're like, you don't want to cause troubles because they'll make it weird for you later. Right. But 
Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I don't know if there was anything else good that happened in the clubhouse, if Andy asked her anything else. I know she's a Housewife fan. Oh, is I she? I mean, Andy got grilled. He went on Chris Wallace's show. Um, I don't know what he was thinking. He went on Chris Wallace's show on CNN. Yeah. And Chris Wallace grilled Andy about Jen Shaw, the real housewife of Salt Lake City. The one who got arrested. Did she get arrested? Well, she got arrested. She said she was innocent. Oh, yeah. Sold the, you know, told her mom she was innocent, got her mom to give her all of her 401k, um, sold T-shirts. Uh, I am not guilty. And then in July, pled guilty to federal charges. <laughs> and then a couple of weeks ago, was sentenced to six and a half years in jail. And what she did, and what she did, you know, was she she defrauded, you know, thousands of elderly people out of money. These recurring charges and stuff. And wow, my mom almost got scammed the other day. I, listen, they are sophisticated how they can get, like, yep. they, they start think, with $10, yep. and the next thing you know, you're telling them everything. And anyway, um, Andy went on with Chris Wallace, and Chris Wallace says um, to him, I mean, he was just absolutely grilled, and he said, um, you're on the record, Andy, last November, saying you hoped she would get no jail time. And the question I have is, why would you take her side against the thousands of people she defrauded, including a lot of people who are elderly. And mm-hmm. Andy scrunched up his face while he, you know, I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. He said, well, I think I thought I was hoping that she would be innocent. And Chris said, well, but you said this after she pled guilty. You said it, and he had the date. You oh. should have gone on Sherry Shepard. No. Um, and then, oh, Andy cringed. He goes, oh, this is this is fun. And then he said, well, you know, I yeah I he just like got put in the yeah the hot seat the hot seat and it got released today the news because the reason Jen Shaw didn't get twelve years in prison is she really threw herself at the mercy of the court and said she had an untreated mental health diagnosis that she was not taking medication for mm. and got people to actually yeah uh, do that so the judge came out today that. She will have to be on this medication, whatever yeah, it is, whatever the it is then. for five years after she gets out of jail, Mm-mm. complete with submitting to the yeah, testing, testing. Um, and I mean, a thousand percent, she could benefit from mental health treatment. I mean, her, I've never seen anyone lie on a Real Housewife show like she did. Yeah, it was like epic lying. I mean, no one even wanted to believe it. She was so good at it. Yeah. So anyway, right. she will have to do that for five years and um, have counseling that she has to pay for, like, blah, blah, blah. So they, the judge did put that on top of it. And I don't really recall ever, like, something no, right? something like that. That feels really... Well, if it's a rehabilitative, and I mean, if it is something that you could say, you can use that as an excuse, but you can't use that as escape. But that was in her allocution that her lawyer gave was that, oh, and all these other documents they give was that she was un- 
diagnosed, uh, not treated for this mental health condition, which caused her to lie like a rug. And she got enough people to say it. And then she also said that Bravo edited her to look like this person that she Ooh. wasn't. Oh, that's always. And that's true. I mean, like, we all know that's true yeah. in that way because yeah. they they have to make the narrative, for God's sake. So <laughs> whatever works for that. So that's why, Grant, she got six and a half years. But now she's getting five years that, that she will be monitored. Yeah. Be, I mean, like, and that's a thing of that's like your he- medical health. That I mean, I know what if it's 85 percent of six and a half years. Can someone do the quick no, math on that? Not me. Eighty five percent of six and a half years. Is that like five years? Yeah, I'd say just just under five. Yeah, so that's how much time she'll have to serve because you serve eighty five percent of a federal sentence. There's no getting out early. Listen, if it helps her and it helps her become a healthier, better person, then great. I think Salt Lake is on pause. (laughs) It has. It has to be. Yeah, you know, it's weird though. All the shows have gone on pause. Have they? Oh, because of pause. They didn't even do a reunion. Beverly Hills. Pause. They just started filming. Normally, we get Christmas with the ladies. Oh, Christmas is past. They just started. Wow. So, like, so yeah, they've had um, the best show that's been on Bravo right now for Real Housewives has been Miami. We gotta remember to stream it on Peacock. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, bummer. I know that's all right. Ugh. Anyway, and then I saw photos. Oh, of the dumbest, most of stupidest show that was so disappointing, and just like that. Oh, on HBO, you know, got renewed. <laughs> yes. And then you saw so the photo. And I saw the photo of Aiden. Aiden. And you were among the women who were like, no, never. He would never. Well, I mean. Or what do you feel? Because <sighs> there was a lot of feelings, as it looked like. I guess I'd almost rather them see them go back to Timothy Oliphant, who she dated in like maybe season I think he was season one Sam, and he was he was a twenty something slob, and he did never stack up on toilet paper. But now he'd be old, you know, right, he'd be right, older. right. It'd be perfect for the widow Carrie. Carrie, but I just am praying, praying that they're going to come up with a storyline because the the last season and I didn't we just see didn't he have a baby in the last season? Yeah, in the movie. Oh, in the movie. In the movie. Remember they run into each other in Marrakesh at the market. I don't know. They have to improve it because I've never seen four women in the bleep at 50s have or three women or over five women have so little fun. I, there in was the funnest time of their life. I know there was a little bit of it wasn't real I, I, at all. It was scaring women to be in their 50s. And instead of it's the bleep at 50s. Well, so much fun because the problem was that it started with death and then it was just nothing but death. Uh, and like coping with the do death. Do we need to backslide into a toxic tryst? Yeah, I don't know. Does this sound like fun? I know. I know. All right, listen. That's <laughs> all we have to say about that. We're going to be right back with Hollywood Speed. Hey, everybody. It's Lori here for Learning RX with seven locations in the metro area. And also, you know, you have the option of doing that. Um, you know, if you want to do it over Skype or Zoom, you can totally do that. And Learning RX is all about getting to your kids, getting to the learner beneath the label. Maybe it's the label that they've labeled themselves. You've labeled them. Maybe they've gotten at something at school. But the whole I hate struggling by in school thing, it, we know is real. And this is not tutoring. This is science-based program backed by public published research. It's a long-term investment in your kid. I mean, you can think of it as like a personal trainer for 
the brain and it's tailored to the needs of the student. The first thing you do is take the one hour assessment called 952-949-6900 to schedule your Learning Rx Mention Lori and Julia. I'm giving Stephanie two movie assignments. RRR. Yes. The oh, yeah. Big explosion of Hollywood, Bollywood. Love it's it. So fantastic. Where is and it? Is it Netflix? Netflix? And then The Pale Blue Eye with Christian mm-hmm. Bale. Did you watch Ooh. that? I have not yet, but I've heard a lot of great things about this. So good. Yes. So good. Oh, my yes. gosh. This looks great. Yeah. Can two we... very different types of movies. Yes. Recommending yep. it. Yeah, very different. The Pale Blue Eye, Christian Bale, from what I've heard, it's an amazing story, historically fun, like, but it's kind of little. It's uh, wild. It's okay. It's wild with a twist you do not see coming. Okay. You do not see it coming. I was working on Saturday at the Timberwolves game, and a guy that I was working with, that was what he said. He says, you gotta watch The Pale Blue Eye. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Don't talk anymore. Okay. Won't talk anymore. <laughs> okay. Jennifer Lopez. Yes. Um, says this. She's doing. She's promoting her new movie, Shotgun Wedding, with Josh Duhamel. Oh yeah, I saw that. She was chatting with E News, and she said, um, somehow, I guess her publicist must have prompted the E News person to ask her this question: um, Have you ever met Madonna or Britney? And she said, I was making a movie in Canada, and I met Madonna and Britney. And they wanted to talk to me about doing the VMAs. It was me that was supposed to be kissing and not Christina Aguilera. I'm a huge fan of Madonna. I always have been. Uh Wow, J-Lo is using Madonna to promote Shotgun Wedding. Wow. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Do they? She should use the fact that Jennifer Coolidge uh, is in yes. Shotgun Wedding. That's what I was going to say. That was a surprise moment. Yeah. During the trailer, I was like, okay, what's Jennifer going on? Coolidge. And then all of a sudden, no one messes with my family. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, we didn't see Tanya. that until the latest trailer. I'm like, okay, J-Lo, get reel it back in. But yeah, apparently she was asked. She's letting us know that at the that she was supposed to be. I don't know that I believe her. I actually don't believe her. That feels yeah. really weird because Madonna's what was it? Always like Tina and yeah, she's too close to Madonna's age. Too true. <laughs> too true. Anyway, but you know, she doesn't fit the vibe either, really. Yeah, and again, you know, Julia and I were on there, yeah, and we we've discussed the VMAs every year since we've been on this show. But I remember when that. What we the thing that was, and I wish that award shows would be better about doing this, but Madonna kisses Britney, and when she goes to Christina, the the camera went to Justin Timberlake's face. Oh, in the audience, right? And so you never, you never get the kiss. You never get the kiss, and um, it was considered a cheap shot because Britney and Justin were not together at the time oh. were done and he'd already said you know and like we don't need his approval I mean there was just a lot to talk about wow. that little cheap shot that the camera did little I planned moment shot, I know, know I know no I know I mean I want to see a face but you can get that same reaction after yeah you know. I know it you can catch it and then play it back. Too. And Christina was has always been salty about it. She oh, I bet told, she would um, be. If I'm going to be up there doing that, I'm going to want it on the TV. Yeah, she she said, um, you know, because it was it was 
a planned kiss, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. manufactured of drama, of course. But she said, I, I saw the newspaper the next day and it was like, oh, well, I guess I got left out of that bleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, <Yeah>, well, <laughs> I guess you were. And Madonna, you know, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. Okay, Kanye West lawyers can't reach him, so they plan to dump him via two different newspaper ads. One in in oh. <laughs> Los Angeles Times, <laughs> and one in the the whatever would be the other LA based yeah. newspaper. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, you're fired. Like that's the thing. This is a blogger that I like calls him the Hitler humper. Oh my god! Oh my god! But he is a newly fake as husband. But um, yeah, I, this they can't. He when he got when he resurfaced, yeah. and let us know that possibly he after his kind of an intimate ceremony, he changed his phone number again, and so the lawyers want to send him a letter that they. Can't represent him anymore due to the breakdown, quote unquote, of communications. communications. <laughs> okay. I love that. Okay. And Twitter isn't an option reaching out on DM because he's off of that. And so either this law firm is petty as hell or they have to legally tell somebody. Inform, post a note or inform. Do they know where he's living? Did no, they- that's why they have to do these two LA ads. My God, whatever be the this. LA Times and then whatever baby. Right. Whatever paper it would be. There is sort of a. Yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Well, variety. I'm sure they yeah, could put it in variety. Put in variety. Oh, anyway. my God. Yeah. They can't get a hold of the guy. Does Could they find out from his new wife or no? Bianca Sensori. Yeah. Channing Tatum is on the cover of Vanity Fair, the February saw issue of Vanity Fair. I saw a trailer for Magic Mike. It looks so good. Yeah. So good. Salma Hayek. Wait, is it a third one? Yeah, it's the oh, third in the trilogy. Yeah. He's bringing back the magic. I did not realize it. Yeah, the, the headline that's getting all the all the headlines today is he said, uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to get married again. Relationships are hard on me, even though I'm a bit of a monogamist. Hmm. But the part that everyone's leaving out is the, that he said it, it was terrifying to get divorced once uh, and I don't want to do it again. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. To Jenna Dewan. Yeah. Don't. But here's my favorite thing that he says. He says, uh, I have no chill. <laughs> and this was about being busted uh, following um, Zoe, Zoe, Kravitz, Zoe Kravitz fan accounts. And he followed a few of her fan accounts. He goes, I have no chill. It was innocent. I was just seeing what she was up to. Also, I didn't know anyone would know. Oh. <laughs> and so now they're dating? He and Zoe Kravitz yeah. have been dating, yeah. She had a very brief marriage to her French husband. Yeah. They got married in Paris. And Do you like Tatum? Chatham? 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 I love Chatham. I, I let think he has a good no... sense of humor about himself, I think, which is quite he you know, lovely for... In this interview with Vanity Fair, he says, I doubt I'm, I'll am i be able to keep my clothes on forever. I mean, you know, nice. he's so funny because he's in Lost City. Is he? I like that he he also said he's writing a romance novel with Roxanne Gay. What? Mm. <clears throat> She's yes. a legit writer. Yeah. And they started off with like something on Fitter, uh, Fitter, yeah. Twitter, um, Fitter, whatever that is, the cousin of Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> but they are working on a romantic novel. I mean, that's just one of his projects. 
Zoe Kravitz is a lucky woman. I'll I think. say he's not even defensive about you know the any of his stuff. He does. He has no chill. No. I, yeah. He's. I think he's funny. Did you see Bullet Train? No. Okay, so he has a he's small... He's the best part in it. He's got this teeny <laughs> tiny little cameo, you know, this little thing yeah. where he's in it, and it's and it's totally like awkward because, and yeah, funny. Yeah. It's awkward and funny. It's perfect. Yeah, it is perfect for him. Anyway, thanks for posting that. Canem yeah. brings back the magic. Oh, he God. looks very serious and dirty on the cover. Right. Um, he's in paint splattered He clothes. is like that one photo on the inside. Looks like he's like a 1930s era Farmer. shop or crop share. Yes. Sharecropper. Sharecropper. Yes, like crop shares. And yeah. thin. Thin. Very, like a little too thin. Yeah, almost gone. Right. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, Chatham. <laughs> Chatham. 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 We love to see you. Thanks for posting that, Brad. <laughs> no problem. Take a look at the dresses from the Critics' Choice. Pay close attention to Kate Blanchett's Out of Africa. <laughs> 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 we'll be back.